Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Q&E podcast. You're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Eggert on the other line. Eggert, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? We got a special movie episode for y'all today, so I can't wait to get into these topics. Let's do it. Yes, just like Eggert said, this is our first entertainment episode for a minute. I think we had one in December about uh, Harriet, Knives Out, other movies like that. But now we're back with an Uncut Gems movie review. So we're just going to dive into it. If you don't know or haven't heard about it, we're just going to give you a quick synopsis. There, We have to tell you there will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it first and then come back to the review. So it is about a charismatic jeweler who makes a high-stakes bet that could lead to a windfall of a lifetime. In a precarious high-wire act, he must balance business, family, adversaries on all sides in pursuit of the ultimate win. Edgar, first off, before you even seen the movie, what were your expectations for it? My expectations were pretty high. Uh, usually when I see Adam Sandler in movies, I, I've seen him play somewhat serious roles, but, you know, most Adam Sandler movies are either comedies or they're, like, romantic dramas and whatnot. So seeing, I, at least for me anyway, this was my first time seeing him play a super serious cutthroat role. And I was just really excited yeah. to see it. And um, the type of preview that it gave, like, when you would go to the theaters and see the preview for it, it had that type of feel of this is going to be a big movie that a lot of people aren't going to pay attention to until it comes out like there there was yeah. there was hype for it but i don't feel like especially around the time that it came out i feel like knives out got a lot of more attention uh queen and slim just overshadowed it joker overshadowed it there was so many other movies coming out around the same time that nobody really mm-hmm. paid attention to uncut gems until it came out so yeah but the reviews were hot for it that was the reason i went to see it man i was just heard hearing good things from everywhere and i was just like wow and i, I also wanted to see because i was interested in how adam sandler would be and like I just said, a drama filled role, man. I knew the, uh, the movie was going to be like that at least. And I, that's really what I wanted to see because I don't think I've ever watched uh, Adam Sandler in a drama role. I'm trying to think right now. He's been in like romantic yeah. dramas and stuff like that. Yeah, romantic comedy type. Yeah. Like, just go with it and stuff like that. But I've never seen him in like a real serious, serious role like this movie was, man. So that was definitely a switch up for me. Um, let me see. So this little subplots from the movie it was that Howie has connections with a minor and the minor has stumbled upon a black opal. If you don't know what a black opal is, it's like a, a it's like multiple diamonds, like all in one so it was up it was worth up to like i want to say a million is what the movie was basically telling it, you it was up above. it was um yeah it was it was a it was worth a lot but he ended up yeah. selling it to kg to kevin garnett for i think either 175 or 165 like bro he got finesse bro ain't no way i'm selling that thing for 175 if i know it's a meal bro that was that was one thing. That's the problem I had. I know he was desperate and all, bro, during the movie. But I was like, "Damn, you you losing money with that one, bro." I was I, that's why I was. But he that, that one, that's bro. the whole that goes into the whole plot of the movie, though. Like, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. On how he that. 
um on how he tried to do what he did later in the movie it it goes along with it but i i see what you're saying how at that moment it was kind of like damn like you undercutting yourself a lot so yeah so also what came along with the desperation uh he was in debt man he was in big debt with some people that he borrowed money from also gamblers um he's a big time gambler howie is a jeweler he owns his own jewelry store uh yeah it's pretty successful if i just the uh, look it of it everything looked pretty clean and stuff like that uh kg walks in one day he got to, he has a hookup with one of howie's workers kg comes in how he shows in the opal and KG's impressed. I want to I want to borrow it for uh, a, couple, a couple of days. And he switches out for how he would have ring. Edgar, would you would you have done that? Like just looking at KG, do you trust somebody like a KG? And would you have just swapped it for a ring just like that? I knowing me, I probably wouldn't have, but based off of the type of character that how he was i feel like it's understandable because throughout the whole movie you you understand he's a risk taker like he plays with life so much and he's willing to bet on himself every time with everything he does so in the movie when that happened i instantly knew he he must knows that this is gonna better him in the end because a regular sane person wouldn't just do a, a trade or a switch like that even if it's just temporary but yeah. the fact that how he did that he felt he seen a bigger picture in the end and he felt like he could trust kg yeah and he he's obviously a famous person, so you can obviously I feel like you could you I don't know if trust is the word, but you could trust him a little bit more that he would bring it back, being that he's already so rich. So you wouldn't feel like he would just steal like somebody who isn't as wealthy as him, I would say. So I guess that was one. But he swapped it out for his Boston uh, Celtics championship ring, and he already has a Knicks championship ring, so that just goes along with the collection. But Howie is going through a lot, man. Like I said, he's in debt with uh, the gambling people. He's going through turmoil with his uh, in his marriage. He has a side piece working with him. She doing so much. She with all the drama, messing with the weekend, stuff like that. And then in one part of the movie, we we seen Howie stuffed in a trunk. Did you ever feel like you did you ever feel bad for Howie? which is Adam Sandler's character in this movie. I don't know if I really felt bad for him or not. Not not mm. in a sense of I felt he was just being done completely wrong, but he was just such... He's, like, really such a sleazy salesman. Like, I hate to say mm. it, like, asshole kind of person. So it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to feel bad for someone like that. But you do feel bad in a sense of, come on, man, like you getting yourself in another situation. That's how I kind of felt. Like, I didn't feel bad. Like people are treating him wrong. I feel bad for him because it's like you're putting yourself in these situations. That that was what I was just about to say, bro. He put himself in all these situations. He the one that took the money, bro. So I... I, like you said, man, I felt it in the back of my mind, but I couldn't really feel bad for him like I wanted to feel bad for him. But the movie wanted you to sympathize with the fact that he's a desperate man at the end of the day, and he just wants to take care of his needs at the end of the day, and, man. And that's I, another I really movie. That. That's another movie where they're trying. We remember we had the same kind of topic with Joker. Like they want you to sympathize mm-hmm. with someone whose morals are just completely yeah. twisted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and but I, I actually ended up sympathizing with the Joker more 
I think because I have more of a tie with the Joker than I do with the this character. But still, man, I still felt for him at the end of the day, man, just with everything going on. But just getting back to the plot, KG takes the Opal. He thinks it brings him good luck. And now he wants to actually buy the Opal from uh, Howie. Like I said before, the Opal cost like $1.2 So Howie tries to auction it off at a little auction. He ends up getting ripped off. They say it's only worth a hundred and uh, what is it, a hundred and fifty k? I want to say at the auction. Yeah, uh, it was it was between one hundred fifty and one hundred seventy. I can't remember the exact amount. Yeah, they they tried to rip him off at the auction. He still goes through with the auction. He ends up getting his uncle to finesse it somehow, so he gets the auction back in his hands. I mean, he gets the opal back in his hands because his uh, uncle purchased it, but he still gets no money out of it. So now he's back in the same position that he started off. He stills in, he's still in debt with the people that he's gambling with. And also, one of his family members is a part of the the little gambling people that he's running away from. Yeah, wasn't it like his in-law? I think I think it was an in-law. Yeah, it was his in-law. So how did you feel about that dynamic? Especially when they were uh, at the, I think it was the Passover. I want to say it was at the Jewish Passover. And they were just looking at each other. How did you feel about their dynamic? I think his name was Arno. The, uh, the yeah, it was, it was Arno or Arnio. Or yeah. I, I forgot how to pronounce it. I think it was Arno, though. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when it comes to, when I think about stuff like that on you have people you're related to or close friends with that are the people who are pressing you about something, I feel like that just comes with the territory of being in that lifestyle. You know, even though they're in-laws, you have one person on, it's kind of like the mob. Like in a yeah, like just because you're related, if you have one person on one side of the mob and another person on another, that family stuff gets clouded sometimes because you have to understand that the business and the respect and the cooperation at the end of the day still has to matter to some degree. And it can't just yeah. be, a, oh, I'm related to this person, so I'll I'll always put that over this. No, sometimes you're put in situations <laughs> where you're like, I don't care that we're related. If you owe exactly. if you owe me or my people money, you owe me or my people money. And by any means necessary, we're gonna have to get it. So And that's the and that's the point that Arnold got to because I'm assuming that he gave him like multiple months to pay back this debt and he wasn't paying it back. And I'm seeing you at Passover, you telling me you about to get so much money off this opal. And then you end up with nothing. It's just like, bro, come on, bro. You keep telling me you keep pushing it off, pushing it off. It's like, okay, man, now we got to handle it. I don't care that we're in-laws. You just got to handle it my way. And Arnold did, even after multiple chances of trying to pay it back. But uh, KG, like Edgar said uh, earlier, KG tried to, uh, he actually ended up purchasing the Opal. For 175000 And by, by the way, when he borrowed it, I feel like the whole can I borrow it situation, I feel like that was because black opals usually have majority of a of a green type coloring. I don't know if it's because it's mostly like emerald or whatever, but they're the the different chemicals in a black opal give it mostly a green type of look and you know yeah. playing for the celtics at that time you know oh yeah damn i ain't even put that together. yeah see i i peeped that i was like it's a black opal but it's mostly green he plays for the celtics you know and wow. he probably that wanted was, that was a good catch yeah he probably that's wanted to catch. test it out first that's probably why he didn't buy it outright he probably felt like let me see if this will bring me good luck and then once it did, he came back 
And I feel like that's what made So you telling me he already knew it was going to bring him good luck when he seen it? He already knew? No, he probably wanted to test it out. He probably felt like, um, you know, this looks really cool. Like, I feel like it, it's flat. I get jewelry a lot anyway. You know, I get diamonds and yeah. all that stuff anyway. So I feel like this will bring me good luck based off of the coloring that it has and the fact that it's the type of stuff I buy anyway. But let me test it out before I just spend money on a rock, you know, because at the end of the day, that's basically what it is. It's, it's literally an uncut it's a rock. It's an With, uncut yeah. gym. So <laughs> you, you can't do much with an uncut gym other than carry it around and show it to people. So I feel like that's why he yeah. wanted it as like a good luck charm. So when he tested it out and seeing that, oh, wow, like this actually brought me good luck. I actually won when I had this. That I feel like that's what made him go back to Howie and say, I want to buy this now. Like, I want this. Yeah. And just sticking with that Black Opal thing. How did you feel about Lakeith Sudfeld's role in this movie? So he was basically like he was uh, Howie's salesman. He's the one that brought KG into the the uh, the jewelry store. So how did you feel about his dynamic when it came to KG and trying to get the Opal back to Howie and that whole situation? And then in the club, and he didn't act, he act like he ain't know where the Opal was. Just how did you feel about Lakeith Sutfeld's role in this movie? I I really first off I just want to let everybody know Lakeith Stanfield is a very great Stanfield. actor. Damn. I, I feel yeah, like he's yeah. a very great actor and. For the next 10 to 15 years, we're going to see so many projects with him in it. Like, I just love his characters. Um, I think he's in uh, he's in the movie that just came out, I think, by the way. Photograph. What's it called? Photograph. Yeah, Photograph. I haven't got a chance yeah. to see that yet. I want to see it, though. But everybody's mm. saying that movie's pretty good. But I, I loved his character in Uncut Gems just because he was, he was like the middleman, in a sense. Yeah. Like you said, he's the salesman. He's the one who... Um, he he's like the assistant salesman. He's the one who gets the attention really of the buyers to come and see Howie to see like, hey, the way this dude do business, you know, like he he'll work with you. He'll he he yeah. he wants at the end of the day, but he'll make sure you get what you get. And he all, he all about money at the end of the day. And I feel like mm -hmm. although. Uh, the controversial line that he gave, uh, I can't really say it, but you know, he said you're he's a crazy effing Jew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I feel like even though that line was really controversial and like borderline racist, it was kind of true based on how, how his character was and the stereo mm -hmm. the stereotype of how Jews just quote unquote just are all about money and love money. So mm -hmm. I, I love I loved his character. I loved how he was just like a flip flop kind of throughout with certain, yeah. with certain situations. So yeah, it, it was bro, really diverse. Yeah, and obviously uh, in the movie he was not being looked like he wasn't being respected by Howie enough. He was telling Howie, man, I'm bringing, I'm bringing in such and such amount of dollars. Why are you not respecting me? Why are you stealing my jewelry out the closet? Stuff like this. So when him and KG had that connection and when he was the middleman between getting the Opal back to Howie and uh, he was acting like he didn't know where it was and stuff like that, the disrespect started to come out vice versa. So now he wasn't giving any respect to Howie. He didn't have any up on him in a way. And I feel like the Opal gave Howie power that it usually didn't. 
or that he didn't have in the beginning of the movie. He had he was the owner of the jewelry store, but that opal gave him power because I have this thing that nobody else has. And now that it's in somebody else's possession, I have lost all power and he was desperate once again. So that whole dynamic and Lakeith Stanfield being that middleman, it was it was a great role for him. And the, yeah, like Edgar said, man, his diversity between roles, like I haven't seen this man play the same role twice. Exactly. Whether it's from Atlanta, from the photograph. Get out. Uh, get out. Sorry to bother you, which is a great movie that people should be watching more. It's just like, man, like this man is such a great actor, man. He was great in this movie as well, man. So I definitely. And another that. thing that I feel people didn't really catch on. Uh, Howie's motives throughout the movie. This is why I love Adam Adam Sandler. And I got two things I want to say real quick. First off, it was taught that Jonah Hill was originally supposed to get this role. No, a- Adam Sandler was supposed to get it, but I think he turned it down. And then they tried to get Jonah Hill, but Adam Sandler came back and said, actually, wait, no, I think I want to do it. So yeah. just the fact that I would have loved this movie, whether it was Adam or Jonah Hill, like I don't know, no, bro. Hold on, jo- hold Jonah on. Hill is playing. I don't, I don't know, bro. No, you know when I took I Jonah Hill seriously, the Wolf of Wall Street. I, I would, I would, I Cause no, no, bro. Cause he was still kind of that goofy dude in Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street. Nah, man, I'm telling you, Wolf of Wall Street. That was a role I seen Jonah Hill play. I was like, this man can really like play serious roles. Like it was a little bit of comedy. He can, in he it. can play it. Yeah, he can play him, but. Would he have played it better than? No, he he wouldn't have played it better than Adam Sandler, but he would yeah, he still would have done the movie justice. Though he would have played that role mm. how it needed to be played. But at the end of the day, it's Adam Sandler versus Jonah Hill. Everybody's gonna pick Adam Sandler, but I'm saying Jonah <laughs> Hill was the next best thing that you could pick for that role. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I agree there. I agree and there. This, and Jonah Hill was just trying to get into a, a Batman, the new Batman. Yeah, yeah, Jonah I think Hill he was, was trying to play to um uh the Riddler or the Penguin. Riddler. No, he wasn't. He didn't want to be the penguin because he, he would have to be fat. Yeah. Him. He wanted to be slim for it, so he wanted to play the Riddler. Yeah. But he ended up just dropping it in this whole entirety. But he's he wants to get into that serious, more drama filled bag, and I feel like that's the that's the evolution of a lot of people that start off in comedy. They want to evolve into more drama so they can get the more Oscar nominations and things like that. And that's something that I wanted to pick up with with Adam Sandler because I feel like he was losing a lot of steam when it came to his name. Like, obviously, we know Adam Sandler as being a great actor and being a comedian, but he just wasn't getting the same respect that he was getting in past years. So do you feel like this film will get him more roles in the future and uplift his status once again i don't feel like he really lost anything i think it's just the fact that but i feel like among the film among the film people people weren't looking at adam sandler the same bro or they were looking at him just for that one thing yeah they didn't think he could get into this bag is what i should say they didn't feel like he could get into this bag like we know you're good at the comedy jump we've seen you in grown-ups we've seen you in all these movies but can you do something else and that's what that was really the question yeah i, I agree with that i feel like it can Adam Sandler is an all time great when it comes to acting and I feel like that will never change although we may like you said some people may say okay majority of your movies are either a comedy or like some type of romantic drama or romantic comedy so we know like the two or three roles that you can generally play in any movie but yeah. something 
that we have never seen you try. And I do believe Uncut Gems is that movie. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it it really shows what he really can do overall. Do I feel like it'll get him more respect? Somewhat, yeah. yes. But I feel like the respect is already so high for him. Mm, I don't think it's universally high, but I feel like if some people would watch this movie, it would it would rain, it would rise. I would say, because like I said, it was more in the the comedy world he was at the top, but universally, I don't think he has he's as loved as a lot of people would tend to think. So I I think this movie would show people a lot that Adam uh, Sandler has in the tank, man. And I was I, I love to see it, man, from this movie. But let's get back to the plot. Do you do you like the way they incorporated KG in this movie? Do you think he was the right actor for this and the way they incorporated the 2012 playoffs? Did you like all that that they had in the movie? Yeah, I, I loved it. And this goes to the second point that I was going to make after the Jonah Hill mm-hmm. point of where the connection between Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett in this movie, it was just... It was, I've never seen Kevin Garnett act ever, but yeah. being on the same stage as Adam Sandler, he looked like he's, he's been there before. And Adam Sandler said that in a lot of interviews after they finished filming that KG just grasped it so easily and he was really impressed by it. And there was a moment in the movie where I, I feel like this went over a lot of people's heads too on the way how he moves throughout the movie. He was telling KG, he's like, you, your game and the way you win in life, you pass the rock. Like, that, that's the whole thing with basketball. Pass the rock. Mm-hmm. Like, the rock. And now I have this black opal, my rock. Damn, I didn't even peep that either, bro. So, when he, when Howie agreed to do the trade and KG KG was like, oh, wow, like, we actually finna do this trade. But he was kind of suspect about it, how he was looking at him. And you remember, he was like, this is my game. This is how I win. Like, yeah. this is the rock that I pass. You pass a different rock. This is the rock I pass. This is how I win. So mm-hmm. this, um, I feel like the way they incorporated KG and the and the parallel between the basketball world and the, the jewelry world, like, that was I, – I never would have thought of something like that. So that, yeah. that was really cool how they incorporated KG in that. See, man, this is why I got to start writing down notes in the movies, man. I should, I should be catching this, but that's another good catch, my G. That's another good catch. But uh, uh, what else I want to talk about? I want to talk about the Safdie brothers, man, the people that directed this film for a quick second. Also done other things in the past. They did Good Time in 2017 with Robert Pattinson. And then they also did... Uh, the Lenny Cook documentary, which is something I personally watched, man, and I can attest to that it was a great, it was a re- great documentary, and I would definitely recommend it. So, do you think after this film, Good Time, which had good ratings and also had a big uh, actor in Robert Pattinson, do you think that the what is the what is the ceiling for the Safdie brothers as directors? What is the ceiling? Based off of what they're known to make at the moment. I'm not sure what the ceiling is because they've they've shed a light on us on this genre of serious and mysterious type movies to where you can go 
even crime in a certain sense. Like you can you can go as far as you want to go with that because the plot can always be so much different than previous movies. As where <laughs> the comedy is like you have to have your filler jokes. You have to have the big joke at the end. Like with comedy is so simple with romance you just got to make sure it's drama. But when it comes to mystery movies and crime and like serious drama, I feel like there's no true ceiling to it, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's still a lot left more to be seen from the Safety brothers. I like what they yeah. did so far. Uh, I haven't seen good time yet, but Robert Pattinson is a very good actor. I, I really enjoy watching him. So I got to make sure I see that. It's I think it's a couple other good actors in that movie that um, makes me want to see it a little bit more too. Yeah, Robert Pattinson also the new Batman too. So I don't know when when is that movie coming out? I don't know how I feel about that. Nah, uh, he he doesn't look right in the outfit. He, does he? He, doesn't he doesn't look, look right. I can't take him serious as a Bruce Wayne, let alone bro. Batman. I can't, bro. And that's when you when you said. What did, you said something before uh, you got into uh, we got into Batman, but I don't think he was really respected as an actor, Robert Pattinson at least, because I know just off the Twilight series alone, because that's the only thing I really knew him for before I watched Good Time. That's the only thing I knew him for, and I don't think I don't think he was being really taken seriously for Twilight. So we're after watching Good Time, I think he can be a really good actor, but he just doesn't give me batman vibes at all man he's just not it no he um i remember him from a few different things i mean obviously he will always and forever be remembered for twilight that will always be the main thing people remember him for but i remember him from the harry potter movies uh oh yeah he was cedric oh yeah yeah his harry potter role was pretty good uh i never seen the movie the lighthouse um i've seen like previews for it but they said his role in the lighthouse was really good uh it was another movie that i think i've seen him in before uh i've seen dang. twilight and harry potter that's it i can't think of what other movie i've seen him in ah, i can't think of it right now but he he's been in a couple other things i think he's been in uh some tv shows too if I'm not mistaken, not that many, yeah. but I think he's been like two or three TV shows or made guest appearances. So I, I like Robert Pattinson. I feel like he just, he gives that mysterious vibe and no matter what role he plays. So I feel like that's why they kind of want to pursue the Batman role with him, but he does not give me Bruce Wayne vibes. He does not give that me Batman all. vibes. Like I been, I didn't even like Ben Affleck really. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Now as Batman, Ben Affleck was pretty good. But Bruce Wayne, good in the suit. like I feel like you have to be Bruce Wayne. That's what I'm really looking for. Cause anybody can be Batman, honestly. Like as long as you look at least half decent with the action that you do in the suit, anybody can be Batman. But Bruce yeah. Wayne, that's what I really look for. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So we we're gonna get into that in another video, man. But uh, I'm re- I'm definitely ready for the Batman film because I've been hearing a lot of things about it. And when in terms of rumors, we just came out with a couple of photos, or they just came out with a couple of photos of the Batman suit. I don't really like it. It looked kind of trash, but I'm just used to the Christian Bale Batman suit. So it's gonna be something to watch, definitely, man. So I'm just not. I'm not in. Uh, I don't. This is why I hate. D Aquaman is the best DC movie 
that has been made within the past hold few on years. Now, hold on now, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was top tier. One, it was, but Aquaman has been, from what I've heard from everybody who's seen all these DC movies, Aquaman is like the number one movie DC has made, and I hate Aquaman. Like, yeah, I don't even like. Aquaman. I don't. I've never liked Aquaman as a superhero. I, any Aquaman fans out there, I don't care. Uh, he's pointless. If you're fighting in the desert, unless you got a cup of water with you, exactly. You're not doing nothing. <laughs> So Literally. at least if somebody has fire powers, they can do fire anywhere as long as they're dry. But yeah, like if you're if all your power comes from water, all I gotta do is say say let's go to Africa to the Sahara and you just out of luck. Like, but I DC <laughs> movies just don't really. I don't know. They don't do it for me. Oh, bro, let's not let's not start with DC, bro, because we can get into a whole deep dive conversation, bro. Because I just uh, seen uh, the Birds of Prey movie a couple weeks ago, and when I tell you that was some hot garbage, boy, do not go see it. Yeah, I ain't go see Wait, it. Uh, yeah, man, do not go see it, man. But the DC universe, Batman, Aquaman. Are you at least looking forward to the new Wonder Woman, which is coming out? Uh, Yeah, I want to see it because Wonder Woman was the next best thing to the Aquaman movie. But even then, it's like DC just doesn't do well to me when it comes to like making the big movies. Like, I just don't like it. Marvel just has them beat in so many ways that I just I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely feel you, man. Man, I feel it's starting to feel like a universal feeling, man. Nobody really respects DC on that level when it comes to the movies, man. Now, comics, I really can't they, they can they can be on par with them in comics, um, possibly yeah. even better than them when it comes to comics or even cartoon specials or like stuff like that. But when it comes to literal, like in theater movies, Marvel just has them beat ten times over. So. They need to find a, a Kevin Feige type of person, man. Somebody who can keep them on track and can piece everything together. They don't have that producer that pieces everything together. And I think Kevin Feige does that for Marvel. And DC just needs to find theirs. I feel like they have a lot of people who step into that role, but it doesn't come together well at the end of the day, man. So it's a whole lot of downside when it comes to DC, man. And they have good characters too, bro. It's just like, why can't you do something with these characters, bro? We're giving you the easiest super uh, heroes with Batman and Superman, and you're still giving us trash. Like, how, bro? It don't make sense at all. But um, let's just finish this. Uh, <laughs> finish the movie on Uncut Gems. So what, what was the last point we stopped off? Uh, we were talking about KG, the game, stuffed in the trunk. Let's just skip to the end. So Howie... He ends up giving his girl a bunch of money. He comes up on a lot of money because KG ends up paying for the uh, the black opal. He ends up giving his his girl the money. He tells her, hey, run up to the little gambling spot, which was... Where was the gambling spot anyway? Like, why did she have to take a helicopter to? Like, that I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember that at all. I just That's know he told I her... Question about. I'm like, why she couldn't go to a gambling place like in the area why she had to fly somewhere else i feel like it's because the amount of money that he was trying to win he wanted to go to the best place to get that type of money and you can't get like the millions of dollars that he was trying to get at any regular gambling place mm, okay. so he, he probably sent her to the number one gambling spot that the people who make his type of money can't go to so yeah <laughs> 
that ma- that makes sense then. But I, in the, during the, while I was watching the movie, man, I was like, that doesn't make. Why is she taking a helicopter? And then obviously while she's running the money to uh, bet on the game that KG had later that day, the people which who he was in debt with come into the store, try to make him give a. Uh, give up the money that he has from the Opal, and he ends up locking them in this type of man trap that he has in his jewelry store, which was kind of cool to see. He ends up rigging it somehow, and they end up watching the game. Obviously, the people that came to uh, to kill him or to get their money back were upset. They were mad, but they ended up winning the bet. KG ended up doing his thing. The Celtics won. He won the parlay bet. So I think I think how we wanted like 1.2 million. So everybody's yeah, that's happy. That's how much we won. Yeah, bro. Everybody happy. I was happy for my man. I'm like, yeah, he finna pay off everybody. I'm thinking this is gonna be a happy ending. Bro. Nah, I didn't think it was oh, gonna be no happy you ending. You did bro? bro nah. I, I didn't think what was gonna happen happened, but I knew for a fact this wasn't gonna be no like all happy type ending. Bro, I thought it was gonna be happy. You seen you just seen I won the bet. You seen I won the bet. And you, bro, it's like, man, you know I'm finna come up on some money real soon. What you tripping by? But you know the people that was riding, riding with Arnold, bro, they was some hot heads from the jump. We seen that early in the movie. Arnold was somebody who was more, you know what I'm saying, calm and collected when it came to getting his money, which ended up backfiring at the end. But the people that he was riding with, man, I forgot their names, man, but they was real hot heads and they wanted blood, man. And... <sighs> Adam Sandler died after they let them after he let the gambling people out of the Le Man trap thing. He ended up getting shot by one of Arnold's people right in the face, right there in the eye socket. And oh my goodness, bro. Just how did you feel with that 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 plot twist at the end? That shocked me. I I didn't expect him, even if I did expect them to kill him, I didn't expect it to happen at that moment like yeah i, <laughs> I didn't That's expect crazy. it to happen right after he said i just won like we won the bet i'm gonna pay you your money i'm gonna have my money we good like i didn't expect bam like i didn't expect bro like, i was I so surprised <laughs> i was so surprised like bro i wasn't in the like i wasn't in there crying like i wasn't feeling that bad for him, but i was real deal feeling upset when i left the movie it's like i done came up on so much cheese and I, I just died just like that after such a big occasion. But it really tells you, like, how high life can get and how low life can get just, like, that quickly, bro. So I like that dichotomy that they did. And Arnold's people, they ended up killing Arnold as well, ended up killing him. And they ended up robbing the jewelry store that they were in. And that was basically the end of the movie. Uh, That was <sighs> – I just didn't know how to feel. Uh, but how did you feel about the whole divorce situation with him and his wife and the side piece? Did you feel like that had anything to do with uh, people being upset or anything like that or his turmoil in life? I mean, I feel like his wife just even though she hated what he did so much and hated how he acted all the time, she still just had an undying love for him. And mm-hmm. I feel like his son even still had a, a level of respect for his father in that movie. And I feel like it was just, it. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like through thick or thin, she just loved him, even though she he pissed her off a lot. Yeah. I just, yeah, man. <clears throat> excuse me. I just feel like she was just ride or die. That's what she was. And the question I had at the end, I was like, so what's going to happen to her with the money? Cause... That's what I was thinking too, bro. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Because I, 
I'm I'm assuming she just kept the money. She didn't tell anybody else about it. Yeah. I'm assuming she just kept the money, bro. I don't think they came after her because obviously the movie ended, so we wouldn't know. So I'm assuming she kept all the money. And that's that's crazy, bro. <laughs> His side piece got all the cheese. That's that is definitely wild, man. But yeah, man, that was it was it was a it was a great movie, bro. It was something to watch in the moment. It was a shocker, man. But I just loved the way it ended. Looking back on it, though, man, I, I actually rocked with the ending, man. So, what rating would you give this movie, man? Out of out of ten, what would you give? It? I honestly give it. I give it like, ooh, do I want to give it an eight or a nine? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. You gonna give it a nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a, I'm I'm probably with you between the eight and the nine. Cause I honestly yeah. didn't have that many questions for me to give it anything less than a nine. It was like I said, it was only one real question I had. Like I love the acting. I love like each individual character. I love the plot. Like I just love the way Adam Sandler carried that role. Like I just didn't really see too many flaws in the movie to give it anything less than a nine. Mm, yeah, I feel that. I probably would give it an eight point five just for the hell. I probably would give it an eight point five though, man. But it was it was a great movie. Like in the moment, I was probably thinking that was one of my favorites. So out of the three, out of the three that came out that weekend, so out of the Joker, I think Queen and Slim and Uncut Gems. How would you rank those three? Uh, well, there was a couple other movies that came out. Cause Joker came out in October, Knives Out came out in November, Queen oh, Slim I, came out in November. Out, they all came out Thanksgiving weekend. I want to say. No, nah, Uncut Gems came out after Christmas, I think. Man, what? Yeah, Uncut Gems came out. Like in December, I don't remember if it was right before or right after Christmas, but Knives Out and Queen of Slim came out around Thanksgiving time. I remember they uh, came out around Thanksgiving time. I thought they came out around Thanksgiving too. But nah. still, how would you rate those that ended at least the movies that ended 2019, which was Joker, Knives Out, Queen and Slim? Uh, those are the four I really man. remember right now. Yeah, Uncut Gems. I would say, <laughs> uh, hmm. Those were re- those were all really good movies to end the year off with. Uh, um, hmm. Ah, uh, I'm not sure how I would rank them. So I would, bro. I probably would go Joker. Uh, Knives Out was so good. <laughs> it I was. Go, yeah, I'll go Joker, Knives Out, Uncut Gems, and I'll I probably will have Queen and Slim last, bro. I probably would just watching it for what it was and the ending. I really ain't rock with the ending, man. I wanted to see my folk get away, man, after doing all that trouble. So I'm a, I'm a rank them like that, man. I would oh. probably do. I would have Joker at number one too. So Joker number one. I probably put. I would put Uncut Gems at number two. Uncut at two. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Although there were a lot of things that just I wasn't thrown off a lot with Queen of Slim, but it was a lot of things where I was just like, damn, and like I can't believe this happened with but I feel like that's what made me like the movie more. So mm. I'll put Queen of Slim at three and I'll put Knives Out at four. Because although I love Knives Out, I just feel like I, I love the statement movie of Queen and Slim of, you know, the whole 
ride or die love story of wrongful accusations and stuff like that. So I I just really rock with that movie. Sticking with Queen and Slim, bro. How do you feel about this this new movie that just came out with Issa Rae and the Indian dude, bro? It's, it's it just looks, a parody. It looks exactly like oh, it's a parody. I, I I think it's a parody. I'm not saying that's what it is. I, I haven't even I haven't even gone and watched it yet. So I, I it ain't see exactly it, bro. It, it's really like one of those parody movies that you just make of the movie that came out previously. Like, <laughs> but bro, why did it come out so soon? Like my G, the movie just came out. Can yeah, the movie first and marinated. Yeah, that's why I didn't understand. Parody? It came out like literally two months. Like, <laughs> bro, I'm like, bro, that junk is crazy. Like bro, that two or three months right movie. after that movie came. Out. Yeah, you gotta let that movie breathe a little bit before you coming out with parody. Uh, anything else you seen recently though? Anything else I've seen recently? Oh, we ain't talk. We uh, I just want to say. Bad Boys 3 was the best Bad Boys I've seen out of 1, yeah, 2, and 3. Yeah, damn. We ain't even have a review on that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Bad Boys 3 was great. Bad Boys 3 I, bro, was I can't amazing. With, yeah, Bad Boys Bad Boys 3, I didn't have high expectations for that movie, bro. Neither I did I. I truly didn't. Yeah, I didn't have high expectations because we all know, or at least watching how that Rush Hour, uh, that Rush Hour trilogy was. I loved all three, honestly. But that's just how big of a fan I was. But the third one was the least favorite out of the the trilogy, and I thought it was going to be the same thing with Bad Boys. But the third movie is could you? It's an argument that it could be the best Bad Boys. Oh, I, it, I think it is. I, I think it's yeah. the best one. Oh, so now you got it at number one now? Because I remember we talked about that before. Yeah, I, I before it came out, I was questionable of if it would. I knew it was going to be good. Cause I'm like it, it's Will it and Martin, funny, but it was gonna be funny, bro. But like the plot, what the yeah, plot I ain't know if the plot was gonna really make sense like that. Yeah, but this, exactly. the plot for that movie, oh my gosh, like they they took it way beyond what I thought it was gonna be. Uh, the fact that he found out the dude trying to kill him was his son, and like the the way I feel like what they're gonna do for it, cause there is gonna be a fourth one. They already said it. I feel like the way the fourth one is gonna be is. They're gonna have his son like do undercover stuff because at the end of Bad Boys 3, spoiler alert, if you ain't seen it yet, then you just, yeah, you yeah. ain't, ain't want to see it. Everything we're saying is spoilers, man. <laughs> if spoilers, you, spoilers. If you ain't seen it yet, you just ain't want to see it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I feel they're gonna have because at the end of the movie, you know, Will came up to him in a cell and he was like, You, you all right? And he was like, I'm, I'm just paying my debt, doing my time. And he was like, How about, how about, um, knocking off some of that time by doing such and such? But that's what I didn't like, bro. I remember we had talked about that, bro. I remember we had talked about that. I loved how the movie ended. I feel like if they just ended it at number three, it's like, Hey, a trilogy, a great trilogy all the way through. But y'all trying to prolong it, y'all starting to draw it out. It's like, uh, I don't know if I really rock with that, bro. I think if they just ended it here and ended it on this perfect level, then we would have been fine, bro. But, bro, but you then, know what I think they could do? You know what I think what? they could do? Since Martin character already wanted to retire, what if he replaces the chief? Because remember, the chief died. He got shot. Yep. So what if Martin character replaces the chief? Oh, wait, no, nah, that can't work. Dang, because we we, we want we want to see Martin in the field. If we nah. want to watch Bad Boys, we want to see Martin and Will Smith. We nah, don't yeah, that, they ain't gonna work because uh, I forget the lady name, but the lady that Will Smith character was like, oh yeah, she captain. Yeah, she she captain now. So never mind, yeah. that ain't gonna work. 
and we wouldn't want to see that anyway, bro, because we want to see Martin and Will Smith at the end of the day. We want to see them they, because their their dynamic is so great. Will Smith's son in the movie, like he's gonna be the next generation, though. So he's gonna yeah. be the main dude doing the action stuff. And I feel like since Will stayed in better shape than Martin did, it's going it's more so gonna be like a father son type thing. And Martin character gonna be in it, but. He a granddaddy now and all that stuff, and he. But it's like, weight. bro, do we want that for real though, bro? I feel like it'll work. I really feel it, like it could work. work. I don't know. Actually, no, nah, bro. I don't think it will work. It'll work, I bro. See, I want to see. I want to see Martin and Will, bro. I just want to see Martin and Will. Martin, and, I, I mean, not Martin, but Will and his son. It's like, uh I mean, they killers. Don't get me wrong, but it's like the dynamic is what we come to the movie for. We want to see it because of those two. And it's like, I don't want to see it with just Will and his son just running around the city, the next generation. I don't want to see that, bro. I don't want to see that. It was, it was good, though. I, I oh, no, it was, it was a great movie. And also, I, the problem that I really had with it was the fact that he killed so many people. And he's about to get out soon and become a whole uh, a cop. I was like, how he get out of jail and become a cop? He's he, he not going to be a cop, though, bro. He's not going to be a cop. He's not he going to be a quote-unquote. He's going to be a, a under-the-table cop. He's going to be a black cop. Yeah, he's going to be an under-the-table. But still. That happens all the time, though. No, nah, do some time. That happens. He's, he's doing time. Two days. <laughs> he's been in jail two days. He's doing time. What is he talking about? <laughs> he's been in jail two days, and his dad already coming in there talking about some... You want to do a job for me? No, let that man sit in jail and think about what he's done. He's How did, so people do that in real life all the time. How you think all care. these? And I don't agree with it in real life, bro. You how you think we got all bro? these? How you think we got all these government internet hackers, bro? Like they literally go out there and tell people who illegally hack. Like if you want a government job, like try to unlock this and if you can illegally unlock this we'll let you get a government job the government really be doing that with people now i, I know because i've that. seen this in prison break it's, it's it's been shown in shows and i know it's going on out there in the real world but i'm saying it's not right period whether it's going on in the government and going on here it's just like bro you a killer why are you out here running the streets why are you out here running the streets bro if he if he has a change of heart and he understands what he did was wrong. And he said, he's saying, okay, like, I'll pay my debt this way. If I'm, if you allow me to pay my debt this way, I'll pay yeah. it this way. Instead of just sitting in here all day, at least, like, I'll work for you. Yeah, I, I, that's, look, bro, that's, that's the standpoint I took with it. Because what if he has a change of morals and a change of heart? Because he might be telling you all the right things, uh, right? Stick with me. He could be telling you all the right things. But when he goes out there, he could be doing something like killing innocent citizens and stuff like that when he gets out in the streets by himself. Oh, you get killed on sight then. You don't, you don't get to go back to jail. They probably have orders like, if you do this, this, and this, we do have orders to shoot you on sight. You feel me? It might be something like that to where he ain't got no choice but to do good if he going to be out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I, I feel like it, it's going to be catches to it, bro. I'm telling you, it's going to yeah. be good. They gonna, Martin and Will going to make sure they do this right because they wouldn't yeah. try to do no fourth one if they didn't feel it was going to give the people what they wanted. Yeah, the third one gave them so much energy, bro. Like I said, I wasn't expecting that at all, bro. The jokes hit. Like, I didn't think the jokes were going to hit the same. The jokes hit. So whoever was doing the writing for this, or even if they improvised, man, just – that was that was great. The jokes were hitting, all the dad jokes, all that was hitting, and then the plot twist in the in the middle of the movie 
how he was messing with a witch and the jokes that came off of that, man. It was just it was it was a great experience, man. So I definitely recommend that to anybody. Yeah, I, I didn't think they would give Mike Lowry the type of backstory that they did. Exactly, bro. That surprised the hell out of me, bro. I'm like, then he started going over this whole story in the middle of the uh in the middle of the movie. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, this man got a whole backstory. I was just thinking he's from Miami or something like that. Like, Literally. I think he's just a regular Miami dude that wanted to be a cop. Nah, this man got a whole Literally, history with bro. the cartel and he was bro, dating the, the lady named La Bruja. And all. La Bruja. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. That man Martin because, said, you mean to tell me the one time you fell in love, it was with a witch? That's why he can't fall in love, man, bro. <laughs> was that one time with a witch, man, you ain't never going to get that feeling again. I'm telling you. You ain't going to get that feeling again, man. Because the only thing we knew about Mike Lowry to that point was that his parents died. He got money from uh, his inheritance. And that he wanted to be a cop. That's literally the only thing we knew and the only thing we really needed to know. But this whole backstory, how he went over to Mexico or wherever she stayed, and she was an undercover operation, it was just like, bro, this came out of nowhere, bro. So that, that plot twist definitely made the movie uh, more interesting to me, man. And I and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. What else, what else came out? Uh, recently, what else came out? Uh, oh, I went to see... Um, I went to see Brahms, The Boy 2. It wasn't really all that. If you haven't mm. seen Brahms, The Boy 2 yet, just wait for it to come on Netflix. I'm pretty was the sure. first one good? I didn't even see the first one. I never I never uh, heard this movie before. going in there blind, seeing the second one. I don't know how people do that, bro. I got to have some type of background. I, I usually don't do that. I usually try and watch yeah. the first one. But I'm like, it's just a horror movie. Like, it, it wasn't even a horror movie. It was kind of like a PG-13 horror movie to where it was mainly just suspenseful. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's no need to watch the first one. I could probably get the movie just going to see it. And I did. I understood the whole thing. I understood the whole movie. I understood the whole backstory and all that. And I was like, I could have just waited like two or three weeks for this to come on Netflix. But nope, I wouldn't pay to go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, man. I I wasn't even interested in that movie, to be honest with you, bro. But how did you feel about like the Grammy nomination? Have you seen Parasite at all? No, I didn't see Parasite. I feel like you ever see previews where you just look like that just looks like one of those gallery type movies. Yeah, I still haven't seen it either, bro. I I I heard the movie is all subtitles. Like you have to read through it. I'm like, I don't. Oh, I don't care. I don't really care about movies like that because I watch anime, so I'm used to subtitles. I don't really watch anime like that. (laughs) So I'm used to subtitles, so I wasn't tripping off that. But it just looked like one of the movies that you see in the previews. Like, okay, hurry up, get to the next preview. Like this just looked like some weird foreign type movie, but. No, yeah. a lot of people say it's really, really good. So mm-hmm. I, I got to see yeah. it. Yeah, I got to see it, man. I got to see it because everything I'm hearing is great things. Uh, what, what else was uh, uh, Emmy nominated or whatever? Uh, Oscar nominated. I know Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was something that was uh, nominated. I would recommend that, too. I seen that when it came out. I forgot when it came out. I want to say the summertime. And that was a good movie to watch. But something that came out recently, I think the last thing I seen was Birds of Prey, because I don't think anything else came out came out that I can recall. I want to say the last thing I seen was Birds of Prey a couple of weeks ago. But I think 1917 was good too, though. That was another good movie. I ain't never seen it. Yeah, I never seen 1917. I'm trying to look what movies came out recently. Else too. Were you interested in that Doolittle movie at all, bro? 
Nah, I love Robert Downey Jr., but Eddie Murphy will always and forever be Dr. Doolittle. That's what I'm saying. Why they made do white, bro? I, I I feel like we can't do nothing. Cause there there was, if I'm not mistaken, there was a Dr. Doolittle way back in the day, but I feel like Eddie Murphy just truly embodied Dr. Doolittle. I feel like he kept the true essence of literally Dr. Doolittle. And this new one with Robert Downey Jr., it's more of like a adventure zoologist type doctor person like no like the you're you're mis you're misportraying the whole point of yeah the joke like he's not literally an animal doctor like that didn't that didn't happen until like doctor two do little two or three where he actually started working with animals i think he started he was just a regular doctor at first if i'm not mistaken and then found out mm-hmm. he could help animals yeah you know i mean and then he became like a a part animal actual human doctor but in, in this one robert downey jr it's like he's a adventure zoologist and they're on the ship and going across the yeah. world no i'm like y'all doing too much y'all yeah yeah too yeah, much. yeah i definitely i definitely feel that but i've been watching a lot of netflix junk to be real with you bro i ain't really been the movies haven't i go every tuesday to the movies because the amc discount but netflix been popping with the shows man i just watched lock and key uh, I don't know if Eggie, Eggie started I, yet. I ain't get started yet, bro. How has yeah. it been? Yeah, lock and key, great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we gonna have a review for that when Eggie watch it. We are gonna review it because I got some uh things to say about that. Uh, I also watched The Stranger on Netflix. Uh, I rocked with that, and uh, I gotta get better at watching shows. Like that's that's my thing. Yeah, it's only and like two or three shows I really watch. Like I watch Thirteen Reasons Why. I watch Big Mouth. Uh, there's a couple other shows, but it's only like two or three shows that I just real deal watch. Everything else, I'm like, uh, I just really got to be interested. Yeah, but the strange, like I said, the stranger was one that caught my attention, and all these things were like one season too. So it's like you run through eight episodes, you know what I'm saying, a couple of days, and you done knocked it out, you know what I'm saying. And that's what I liked about them. They was they were still in their first season, so I got on the shows early and. They were definitely good shows to uh, at least catch up on if you haven't watched them already, man. So Lock and Key and The Stranger. And are you looking forward to anything? Uh, The biggest movie coming up so far to me is A Quiet Place 2. Yes, sir! <laughs> That's my movie, boy! Yep, get into it, get into it. Uh, I'm, I'm really ready for A Quiet Place 2 because the first one, the first one was just so good, and it was—I yep. feel like it was a really underrated movie when it first came out a, a few years ago, and I never knew they were actually gonna make a second one. Cause the way the first one ended, it yeah. looked like it was gonna be a second one, but they never said anything. So I was like, they're probably just gonna leave it with an end of suspense. But now that they're telling like the backstory on it in this second one and everything, it's gonna be good. This, this is gonna be really yeah. good. Man, me and Edgar literally just talked about this movie. I want to say we go because I just seen it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. My G, when I tell you that movie was so good, I started looking on Wikipedia and see if it won an uh, a Oscar or an Emmy or anything like that, man, because that movie should have won something, bro. Been nominated for something. They, they weren't going to let nobody win no award for that movie. You had to be quiet the whole movie. We can't even tell bro, them you that movie, But that's the thing, though. That's the thing. <laughs> we can't even tell them you can act because all you got to do is be quiet. <laughs> bro, 
but you don't have to act, bro. But still, like the facial expressions, what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? And the people running at you, it still requires acting at the same time, even though you are quiet. You know what I'm saying? But I love, I love that movie, bro. I loved it. The little girl, she was getting on my nerves throughout the whole movie, but still, I love <laughs> it, man. I love the movie, bro. The, and the concept of it, the concept, if you make a noise, you know what I'm saying? You got like a, what is it? What is the uh the alien? Is it an alien or it never really described? I, I think they I mean, I feel like we're gonna get an explanation on what's really going on in the second one, but in the first one, mm-hmm. you you really just get the concept that aliens who mm-hmm. move strictly off of sound have taken yeah. over the world, and they're they're just killing off the population of people who make noise. So I feel like that's just the general like synopsis of the first one, but I feel like in yeah. the second one. They're going to explain why this happened, what made this happen, and all of that stuff. Yeah, because because we were talking about it earlier, and we were talking about it's going to be like a prequel sequel. So they're going to take you back to, like, how it started, like, to day one of how it started. Because in the previews, they show you, like, uh, Jim from The Office. I forgot his uh, his real name. Oh, Krasinski, uh, Krasinski is his real name. So that he was walking to his car. Alien crashes into the car. The, the trailer is dope, but still, they're going to show you, like, how it started, then they're going to take you to the, after the first movie and show you where they're at right now. So it's going to be like a prequel, sequel type of thing, and I'm and I'm ready for the movie. I, when is it coming out? March? Uh, uh, no, it don't come out till May. May 15th. Yeah, May? Yeah. I could have sworn it was March. No, I thought it was March, too. It's May. What? It's a lot of good things coming out of May, because I'm ready for that. What's the name, too? I think, I think, uh... What's the movie, bro? Marvel movie that come out in May. Um, Black Widow. Yeah, I think that movie's gonna be good. Yeah, I don't her, think that movie has a lot of high expectations, but I think that movie's gonna be good. I, Cause I've always wanted to know her backstory, so it's, I really haven't. But cause like, we had this conversation before too. I don't really care about Black Widow like that. But man. the previews, but the previews are really like trying to, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm kind of interested right now. But before, bro, I really didn't care. I just knew she was with the uh, what's the old boy named to shoot the arrows? Hawkeye. Yeah, I just knew she used to ride with him. Like other than that, I really didn't care about her. She was a leader. She had no powers. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care, bro. I love then, I love Black Widow. Three. I love Black Widow. She she's just so cool. She's just such a great leader. Like I love her personality and how nonchalant wow. she is with stuff. So you damn a whack superhero, man. This is bro, you're in a room full of superheroes and you're the one that doesn't have a weapon, no powers. What are you here for? <laughs> what are you here for? He's an Avenger. <laughs> what are you here for? Are you here to lead? Are you here? Bro, we're in a room full of leaders. We have Captain America here who is the leader of leaders. And we have you for what? I don't know. <laughs> maybe for the female, maybe for the female representation, maybe. But I'm less like, what are you here for? <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. But I'm intrigued to watch her her uh, her backstory though. I am intrigued. Uh, to see that, see where she came from, stuff like that, man. So I ain't ready. Uh, Plus, it's um, it's not only gonna give her backstory. I feel like they're gonna dive into what was going on with her before Infinity War, like the time period. Ah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, the yes. time period where, um, okay, remember at the end of uh Captain America: Civil War, where everybody basically parted ways and went one side with Tony and one side with Cap. Yep, that period of time where we didn't see Cap 
and Black Widow and all them, I feel like it's going to tell her story of what was going on with her during that time, too. Mm, that makes sense. That makes oh, sense. Yeah. Because oh, I, I, I was watching something on YouTube, and they had said something like that, too. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be something re- in regards to that. But uh, old boy going to be in that movie, too. Uh, David Harper from Stranger Things is going to be in it. I think he's some type of uh, Russia, Russia uh, Captain America. I don't. I want, I'm interested to see what he does. And uh, the 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 villain, the villain looks real intriguing to me. That's probably why I, I want to watch the movie. The villain is what's tying me in right now. Uh, the black, the, he's dressed in all black. He has a uh, uh, a arrow. I don't know what's it, what his name is. I, think it's I, I thought what they were going to try and do was with the backstory part that they're going to try and feel. I thought that was going to be Hawkeye because earlier, like, it possibly years, could. Yeah, years ago when, um, event when the first Avengers came out, it was either the first Avengers or the second Avengers. It was the second one. Like, they talked about how when they first met, they were ordered to kill each other when they first met each other. Like, mm-hmm. Haw- Hawkeye and Black Widow were not supposed to um like be cool like they were sent to kill each other i believe but they ended up being cool somehow i forgot how that story went when they explained yeah. it but i feel like i thought that's who that was gonna be but it might be somebody else mm. yeah yeah because yeah. I, I was hearing i was hearing that too but i don't know because you remember um was it the beginning it was the beginning of one of the adventures and he was like a samurai he was using a sword it was the hawkeye he was using a sword oh yeah he what? he turned into um Ronan, I think that's what. Not Ronan. Yeah, uh, Ronan. Not not Ronan. Uh, damn, can't think of his name right now. But yeah, um, the- yeah, that was the character he developed into after Thanos did his snap. Cause I remember that yeah. from the comics. Like he he turned into like this samurai Avenger type person. Yeah. So I think I don't know, bro. So I, that's why I'm ready to see the movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to see who's behind the mask of Taskmaster, man. So that's another movie I'm looking forward to. Uh, so those are the two I'm really looking forward to, man. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's really it. it was a, had a long, pretty long episode for this. So uh, yeah, hey, hit him with the social media, man. Let's wrap it up. All right, you can hit us up on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can hit us up on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. And you can hit us up on Facebook at Q and sign E podcast. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter at Q underscore Hicks 3. Follow Egger at Egger Martin 97. Follow his IG at Egger Martin Official, man. Subscribe to all our podcast players. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. We're posting videos on YouTube now, so definitely check out the videos on YouTube and subscribe. So check it out at Q and Sign E Podcast. Just posted a couple of them last week, so check those out. And, yeah, email. Q-A-N-D-E Podcast at gmail.com, man. Check us out, man. And, and that's it. Uh, we're going to have a lot of entertainment episodes coming up soon with the sports, like we said before, with the sports going down, man. So expect uh, entertainment topic episodes, uh, movie review episodes like we did today, show reviews. So just stick with us when it comes to the entertainment, man. We're still trying to push out content for y'all, man. So we appreciate you listening, and we're out. Peace. Oh, also, check out my man Edgar uh, ESPN Gainesville video, man. Just came out with another one. About uh, I want to say it was the Kentucky and Texas A&M game. Oh yeah, um, go to 
anybody that wants to check out any articles I've written, I've only written two so far. But mm-hmm. uh, here at my school at the University of Florida, we have our ESPN Gainesville department, and I've written two articles so far. If you want to um, read them, go to www.wruf.com. All of uh, the articles I've written and all fellow Gators that I work with in the newsroom, you'll see all of our articles about local events, uh, NFL, NBA, like college. Like we all we write all different types of articles. Mm. So check all of those yes, out. Yes, man. You can check out a couple of my articles. I got a couple of videos up there. Uh, SFMN.FIU.EDU, man. South Florida Media Network. Check us out over there, man. We're trying to grow. That's a whole network, man. So we appreciate you listening. And we're out. Peace.